Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Raj Pasoor. I'm a consultant psychiatrist. I'm based in uh, London in the UK. And I'm delighted to be joined today with Thomas Neidkroten-Taylor, who specializes in the study of suicide. And um, he works at the uh, Medical University of Vienna. Now, you have done some very interesting research on, on the notion that um, portrayals of suicide, discussions of suicide, could have an impact on the public. So could you just give us a broad outline, first of all, about that just central idea that a media reporting of suicide can have a, an actual effect on actual suicide rates? Because many people might be surprised to hear that. What are your, what are your thoughts about that? Thanks. It's probably the best uh, thing to start with giving a bit of a background to the research that has been done in this area. And actually, this research has a lot of tradition in suicide prevention research. So for a very long time, actually starting already back in the 1960s, uh, researchers investigated associations between media reporting on suicides. So this was most uh, commonly about uh, fatal suicidal behaviors and how this relates to suicides in the population. And in the 1970s, a US-American sociologist, his name was David Phillips, found that after the publication of suicide reports on the title page of the New York Times, there was an increase in suicides subsequently in the population. Uh, this effect was uh, called the Werther effect, based on Goethe's novel, The Sorrows of the Young uh, Werther, which was published in 1774. And there are reports, uh, historical reports, that this was also associated with an increase in suicides subsequently. So basically, what Phillips called the Werther effect has replicated been replicated many times in Western countries, in Europe, in the United States, but also in Asian countries, in Australia. So we now have evidence from around the globe. It's more than 150 studies already on this phenomenon. And many of those studies show that some media reporting on suicide does indeed appear to be associated with an increase in suicides in the population subsequently. We did a large meta-analysis last year. It was published in the British Medical Journal, where we uh, combined the estimates from all of the available studies in this topic area. And we actually found that there was indeed a significant association when it comes to the reporting about suicides by celebrities. So when there was a report about a suicide by a celebrity person, there was an increase of suicide subsequently. So in the four to eight weeks after publication of about 13%. Uh, so, this increase is a very meaningful increase in terms of population impact. It's actually one of the strongest uh, factors in environmental factors in suicidal behavior. So for example, when it comes to unemployment, uh, research su suggests that the large economic recession from 2008 was associated with an increase that was about the same 
size. So it's really, uh, it might appear a small increase, but still it's a very meaningful increase because these, because these narratives are really out there in the population, in the media all the time. And we've also found in this study that there was also a method specific increase. So what that means is not only did overall suicides increase by about 13% after the portrayal of a celebrity suicides, the specific suicide methods that were reported increased by about 30%. So what this pattern shows is that obviously uh, some uh, individuals uh, are triggered to act out their suicidal feelings, uh, their suicidality once they are exposed to, the, to a media story about a celebrity suicide that might lead to an increase in suicide subsequently. But on the other hand, people contemplating suicide might also decide to use the same method that is portrayed, which then results in an even larger increase in that specific method. So there is now really good evidence about the Werther effect and that specifically applies to media reporting about suicides by celebrities. However, it's not uh, exclusively about celebrities. It's also when it comes to fictional portrayals, for example, we have found an increase in uh, adolescent suicides after the release of the first season of 13 Reasons Why, the Netflix uh, series about Hannah Baker, a 17-year-old teenager who uh, is bullied and then is dying by suicide. And uh, the whole story is really focused on her suicide and actually seeking help is portrayed as being absolutely uh, futile actually so it really it, ma it makes it makes it even harder for her to cope her attempts at seeking help so and that's really a very dangerous message to vulnerable people and indeed there was an increase in suicides of 12 percent among boys and 22 percent among girls in the united states in the three months after the release of that ser series so we have uh, quite good evidence now that there is something like an imitation effect of suicides after the portrayal of suicides. And of course, the WHO and other national organizations, of course, you have the British media guidelines as well. Uh, they recommend uh, not to report about suicide in a sensationalist way, uh, not to focus on suicidal acts, rather fo to focus on coping and how to survive if someone is in a suicidal crisis. And that's actually what our research here shows. And I'm sure you will be interested in what we have learned from our more recent studies. So I mentioned that uh, there is a lot of evidence now about the imitation effect. So there is reason uh, to be concerned whenever there is some reporting about suicide, particularly suicidal acts by celebrity persons. And at some point in the year 2009-10, we, we investigated in a large study which types of media reports are actually associated with an increase in suicides. So what we did for this study, and it was published in the British uh, Journal of Psychiatry in 2010, 
we collected all of the media reports uh, from Austrian print media that were available over a six month period. So we collected all of these media items and we analyzed it qualitatively using a content analysis. So we checked, for example, was there a suicide method reported? Was there a, a, a monocausality stated? So media recommendations ask not to report about suicide in a monocausal way. For example, depression leads to suicide. That's a monocausal portrayal and it's just not accurate considering that more than 20% of the population receive a diagnosis of depression at one point of their lives, but only a really very, very small proportion of them is then going on to dying by suicide. So just like depression, there is no single factor that explains one suicide. And the media guidelines highlight that this is important in order not to trigger any imitation effects. So we analyzed those. It was about 500 media stories qualitatively. And then we checked which of these media reports were actually associated with suicide subsequently. And we found uh, actually uh, it confirmed the hypothesis of a Werther effect, we can say. So there were a few reports. These reports were all written in a very sensationalist way. They were all about suicidal acts. Many of them were about a specific method of suicide. Some of them enhanced public myths uh, about suicide. So these are reports which say, for example, things like if someone is suicidal, he or she will be suicidal forever. Or if someone is speaking about suicide, they won't go on to die by suicide. So statements that are just wrong, but they are also reflected in these media reports. And we found that these media reports were indeed associated with an increase in suicides which appears to be totally consistent with the Werther effect. Now, the ironic part in this finding was that a lot of these media reports that were really sensationalist also had expert opinions in them. So, which means there would be a highly sensationalist report about the suicide method and then an expert commenting on that. So we found actually that expert statements was, were used in those kind of media reports in a kind of way of to put some seriousness to the report, but really not in a helpful way. So we found that this class of media reports was really associated with an increase in suicides. But then the stunning finding was that there was another class of media reports. It was a very small class and made up about 8% of all media reports. And these media reports, they did not report about uh, suicide methods or about suicidal acts. In fact, they reported about something totally different. They reported about individuals who were in a suicidal crisis considering suicide, but then when they prepared for suicide, they, they decided to go down a different path and seek help. So for example, individuals who would take uh, the telephone and call the crisis line. And then the stories, these stories are really about how they got help, how they improved. 
these are stories about resilience, about hope and recovery. So, and what we found in our analysis of associations with suicides was that these stories were associated with a small sized decrease in suicides after the publication of, of uh, the reports. And we coined this possible effect, the Papagino effect. So we've already talked about the Werther effect. You know what that is. The Papagino effect actually is based on Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute, which you most likely know. But you might not really remember that Papagino, the main character in the, in the opera, he becomes suicidal at one point of the opera. That is when he fears that he cannot really get Papagina, his love Papagina. So he prepares everything for his suicide and he slowly counts to three, one, two, two and a half, obviously waiting for something to ha uh, happen to prevent him from dying by suicide. And then suddenly the three boys jump onto the stage and they call Papagino, don't do it. Remember, you just have one life. Don't throw it away. Use your magic bells, whatever that is, and she will come back. So, uh, and, and uh, yeah, Papagino uh, follows that advice. And indeed he, uh, he gets back his Papagina and the crisis resolves. So psychologically speaking, what these three boys do is they do really good suicide prevention uh, because they remind Papagino of what else he can do in a difficult situation than dying by suicide. And we thought that this is actually the best thing that media can uh, possibly do. They might be able to remind the audience uh, with some of them maybe considering suicide being in a severe crisis of what else they can do in a difficult life situation than dying by suicide. For example, calling the crisis line, doing this and that. So uh, whatever that way out of the crisis is, there are different options people can take to cope with adversities and with uh, struggles during life. And that was actually the birth of the so-called Papagino effect. And we have done a lot of studies since then. So it's now even already eight studies out there. Most of them are randomized controlled trials where we really tested the Papagino effect because you know, uh, when we speak about the Werther effect or about these very early studies on the Papagino effect, these are so-called pre-after studies or ecological designs. So these are studies where we analyzed uh, as, uh, suicide rates before the release of a media item and compared them to the rates after the release of the media items. So, uh, with these studies, we can indeed analyze suicide as an outcome. So we can check what, how suicides are different after the portrayal compared to before the portrayal. But the, uh, the downside with these uh, methodological designs is that we really do not know if the people who died or did not die by suicide actually were exposed to the specific media item. And that's really a problem methodologically because it means that we cannot infer causality, which is very important in public health and medicine. So 
what we need instead is really experimental designs, randomized controlled trials. Now, then we can really test what the effect of a specific media story is on the audience. Now, again, each method has its advantages and disadvantages with the randomized controlled trials, a common disadvantage is that it's very hard or even impossible to look at suicides as an outcome. And the reason for that is that it's just an extremely large number of people who would need to be enrolled in a study of this sort in order to check if, if it's really the suicides that are decreasing after a Papaginoish media portrayal. So what we normally do is we look at proxies like suicidal ideation, for example. Suicidal ideation is much more common in the population, so it's much more readily usable as an outcome variable in these trials. And what these trials have shown since the year 2010, and a few of them have, have also been published in the British Journal of Psychiatry. For example, we started with an experiment in 2015 that was a fictional uh, film which we used and we showed that a suicide movie, like, that's a movie that ends with the suicide of the main character that had a totally different effect compared to another movie that uh, did feature the suicidal ideation of the main character, but that character went on to cope with his suicidality. So really the first uh, form, the suicide movie, there was an increase in suicidality in the audience and that increase was even larger the more the audience identified with the portrayed character. So that's really important because it shows us some possible mechanisms behind the Werther effect. So if people identify with the person who goes on to die by suicide and if they are vulnerable to suicide, meaning that they have already some, uh, uh, some suicidal thoughts before being exposed to the media item, then they respond with an increase in suicidal ideation. On the other hand, when people were watching a movie of coping with adversity and suicidal ideation, which did not show any suicidal behavior, or at least not a suicide attempt, uh, rather the preparations only for a suicide attempt, then there was an, in that case, there was an improved life satisfaction of the audience. So no increase in suicidal ideation here. And we have had similar studies subsequently where we uh, checked the same phenomenon with print media, with websites, and we consistently found that when there was a story normally by an individual with personal experience of suicidal ideation and crisis, when they are telling their stories and people are reading these stories, then typically the suicidal ideation decreases. Uh, it's a small sized decrease and it's uh, it has uh, it's for immediate and has an immediate impact, but it's not taking for too long, which makes sense because uh, it's only one media story. But uh, it's a very meaningful decrease, and it's, it's really uh, the opposite finding for what we find for stories on fatal suicidal behavior, particularly from celebrities. 
Um, one of the really interesting things about this research is this finding that all the things you thought in an article might lead to a drop in suicide wasn't as helpful as we thought it would be. For example, I thought in the study that you're quoting, which you were involved in, that items containing information, uh, contact information for a public support service, also, as you mentioned before, articles reporting expert opinions, and also articles where the main focus was on suicide research. Um, all of those things I thought from your study were associated with increases in suicide rates in the population, which is not what we would have expected. Um, could you say something about that? Absolutely, yeah. That was one of the findings, uh, and I already told you about that finding for the for the experts. Basically, a very similar thing was applicable to the findings on help resources. So we really uh, tried to see what the overall gestalt of the different media stories was. And here we found that it was really typically a very sensationalist laden, laden type of reporting about individual suicidal behaviors. Uh, and then followed by a short briefing about help resources that are available, or followed by an interview with an expert, or contextualized with a little bit of suicide research. So actually these components, uh, they were used in a very specific way in these media reports, and we have also found similar patterns in media reporting in other parts of the world, not only in, in, in my country, Austria. So it seems that sometimes uh, these kinds of elements are used to put some seriousness to an otherwise quite sensationalist type of re media reporting. However, we also checked, and that's also important with regard what the individual, the independent associations were for the, for the different media characteristics, which means we put all of them into one model. So like uh, having a suicide method, having uh, an expert statement, having a help resource. So we put all of that into one regression model to see which of the specific aspects were really independently associated with suicides controlling for the other components. And there we found that it was not per se the expert opinion, it was not the help resource. Instead, it was really the media reporting that was about the specific suicide method for example, jumping from great, uh, from great hates, which is a method that is often uh, reported in a very sensationalist way because it happens in the public and it, it affects public life. On the, or, for example, uh, stories that enhance public myths about suicide. So these were the independent predictors of subsequent increases of suicides. It was not so much the expert opinion per se, but it was how the expert opinions and the help resources were used within that frame. So uh, that was really the associations. And when, when we speak about that, it's really important to keep on our minds. It's still right. And it's not only right, it's still important to list help resources whenever there is a report about the suicide or about suicide ideation, because only then is there an opportunity for the audience to know uh, what resources they have in order to get help. Uh, with other words, we know that these kinds of elements were not enough 
to mitigate an imitation effect in otherwise sensationalist media reporting on suicides. But we do not know if that effect would not have been even worse without these elements. And there is uh, now a lot of uh, discussion on that part going on. But we think, and that's what we find from our studies, is that the best effect comes from media stories, which are about coping, are about mastering life crisis, and additionally adding help resources or adding, for example, an expert opinion. That's a totally different story than in terms of impact. It's a totally different gestalt of the article than the classic uh, uh, reporting about uh, fatal suicidal behavior. Now, another thing you've become interested in is the notion of contagion among celebrity suicides. Could you say a bit about that? Well, there is now really a lot of uh, good evidence as, as discussed already about uh, uh, reporting on celebrities, how that impacts a suicide subsequently. Uh, there's much less research, actually practically no research on if there is also something like suicide contagion among celebrities, like one suicide of a celebrity that might trigger another suicide uh, in another celebrity. And uh, so there has been a bit of discussion on that also because of some media reporting. Some of you might remember the suicide of Chris Cornell. He was a singer and sound, a Soundgarden frontman and he died by suicide in 2017. And uh, shortly after Cornell's death, Bennington, Chester Bennington, who is the lead singer for the band Linking Park, he also died by suicide. The two were good friends. Actually, they had toured together. And uh, they, so they had a lot of connections. And the day Bennington died was actually also the birthday of Cornell. So there was some apparent connection between those cases. and. Uh, that was immediately taken up in the media. And uh, so, uh, so it wa there was a connection made in the media about these two uh, suicides. And we have had a few instances where similar uh, connections were made between different celebrity suicides. Now that is really problematic because it might further enhance an imitation effect. Uh, we know today that really celebrity suicides have a strong impact on, uh, on suicides in the, in the population. And that particularly applies to celebrities with a high social status. So we have done research which showed, for example, if there is a suicide reported by a villain or by a criminal person, then it's not associated with increases in suicides. But if it's really an a a person with a high social status that is quite attractive. And if, uh, if that person is reported to die by suicide, and then this is linked to the suicide of another person who is also having a high social status, then we think that the risk of an imitation effect is particularly high. And this is really important because it means that uh, such connections should only be made if it's really necessary and if it's also accurate because we do not know what really the role was in one 
suicide to trigger another suicide. We, we just don't know if uh, how important that association really is or what the meaning of that suicide was for the other person. So it's really important not to speculate about these connections. And it's also important really to, uh, uh, to, to highlight that uh, suicide can never be monocausal. And the other thing that I would like really to raise here is uh, the question now for suicide prevention is also, can we use the potential of celebrities for the Papacino effect? Because just like there are suicides by celebrities, there are also celebrities who are engaged in suicide prevention. Uh, and there are a few examples out there for example, Lady Gaga, at one point, she was speaking about suicidality and getting help. And, and of course, she is a celebrity. And she spoke up about her suicidal ideation, her darkest hour, and about how difficult it actually is to speak out and admit that you need help. So that's what she did. And actually, she, ma she managed to cope with her crisis. So the question now really is, can that be a potential for a Papacino effect? There are many celebrities out there who have spoken about their depression, about how to cope with it, about how to get help. And this might be a really powerful agent in the Papacino effect, like not speaking about suicidal behavior and suicides, but really speaking about suicidal ideation, suicidal crisis and how to get out of suicidal uh, crisis, how to do that. That's really important. And that's, uh, there's certainly a, a, a promising potential in that regard. So I'm very much aware that we're running out of time very rapidly, but um, basically a couple of very final questions and they kind of come together, which is that um, in, in terms of the, the research, which has found this effect, the Verta effect, there's still very little, it seems to me, solid theory um, or evidence about why it happens. There's lots of speculation. It's obviously a very difficult subject to research. And the other thing which is linked to that is when you talk about the media reporting of people who mention having suicidal thoughts then appear to have coped, um, I think one of the um, terminologies that is used in this field is mastery of crisis. Mm -hmm. Now, I find this very interesting because I think many of the reports that you are referring to, I don't, I don't want to go into specifics of any particular person, but where, where you're saying they demonstrated coping, it seems to me, maybe because I'm in the field, I'm not convinced they demonstrate coping. It more like it demonstrates the passage of time, maybe meant the thing went away. They, they don't often appear to describe really active, successful coping. They don't often mm -hmm. seem to say to me what I'd be looking for um, which is, you know, then I tried this treatment or that therapy, or then I realized this, or I had this moment of epiphany, and then I, you know, then I, I, I experienced a transformation, and so on and so forth. They don't really unpack. I've never heard any celebrity interview or where I thought I was convinced that what was really being deployed was something I would recognize as, as, a, as a viable uh, coping skill. Instead, it's left to me, maybe because I'm in the field, I'm a psychiatrist, rather mysterious how the person coped. Yet you're saying from your research, these people are demonstrating coping. Maybe the coping is inferred or it's kind of implicit in the fact they're still alive. 
and that's enough. But I wonder if we could just talk a bit about that. I know it's a difficult subject, but mm -hmm. it seems to me that actually what real coping looks like is very rarely properly discussed. But mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? Am I being too hard mm -hmm. on the media here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so let me start with the first question. It was, what's the theory behind the Werther effect? Yeah, you are right. There's a lot more to do in that area. So, of course, there are assumptions and, and theories, but they need to be rigorously tested. One of the theories that is mentioned all the time is, is the social learning theory. So, basically, Bandura's theory, which says that people learn from the environment, so they also learn from the media in terms of what behavior is the norm actually what's the norm of doing when you are in a specific situation that obviously not only applies to suicide to but to any other behavior so uh, what we have really found and here this 2015 studies in the British Journal of Psychiatry is quite interesting from the from the mechanisms is that it was really a lot about identification with the model and about vulnerability. So we found actually an interaction effect, uh, that's how we call it, uh, which means that uh, those who were vulnerable responded uh, most strongly to the media input and those who identified with the suicidal character, they also responded strongly. And if those two things came together, like someone was vulnerable and identified strongly with the character, then there was a multiplicative effect. And we are now right now testing how much that applies also to protective media portrayals, to Papacino stories. And there is uh, some still unpublished, but hopefully soon published, uh, studies to suggest that the very same phenomenon applies to protective media effects as well. So the more people are vulnerable and identify with the featured character who manages to cope with suicidality, the more they benefit in the terms of a reduction of suicidal ideation. So that's certainly not everything that needs to be done in order to provide a good theory for the Werther or Papacino effect, but it is definitely a start. The other thing which you raise is also very important. That is that many media reports actually just mention something that happened in order for that person to improve, but actually it's not going into detail what that actually was that did help. But there are now really stories out there uh, that really focus on that specific aspect. And here uh, you mentioned being strict with the media. The good thing is that the social media provide ample of space to publish different kinds of narratives. And there are now websites from different help uh, organizations which feature individuals with personal experience of crisis, of depression, of suicidal ideation, who really tell their stories how they coped and how they got help, for example, or what happened specifically in their, in their lives. Uh, I agree that a lot of stories uh, do not really focus on that aspect enough. We think it is very important for a Papacino effect and actually all of the experimental studies that I mentioned to you really have, the, have that moment and that 
process that follows after the moment at the core of the story. So that's what we really tested in our experimental studies. But the other thing which we don't know and which I find extremely interesting and you mentioned it, uh, it's passing time passing time. And in suicide prevention research, we know that time is really relevant. So if someone uh, is exposed to a media item about a suicide, mentioning a suicide method, and that person is right now contemplating suicide, then maybe that article is just happening at the wrong time and read by the wrong person and triggers subsequent suicidal behavior, which might not have happened without the media article. However, the same could also apply for a Papagino article. Like the person would just refrain a bit longer from suicidal behavior, and maybe then something else happens, which then uh, helps prevent the suicide. So. There's really much we do not know in this area, but one thing we know for sure in suicide prevention in general, that getting time, gaining time is really important. And some media reports, particularly those of individuals who did not die by suicide, but managed to cope might help us gain time and others might just really be an obstacle and might trigger individuals to act out suicidal feelings, particularly when it is about stories about celebrity suicides. Uh, Thomas, thank you very much indeed. I'm very aware that we're running out of time. Um, just to mention to people listening that the study that we've been referring to, um, we've referred to many studies, but the one in particular uh, we've been referring to is entitled The Role of Media Reports in Completed and Prevented Suicide. Verta versus Papageno effects. It's published in the British Journal of Psychiatry. It'll be attached to this podcast if you want to read the study. It's very easy to read um, if you're a, a non-technical reader. And um, Thomas, thank you very much indeed for a fascinating interview. Thank you. Thanks for having me.